Okay. <clears throat> what are we doing? Hmm? Where are we? James. James. Book of James. Who is James? Jesus' brother. More precise? Half-brother. Yeah, there you go. Jesus' half-brother. <clears throat> his father was Joseph. Jesus' half-brother. What's he said so far that impressed you? <clears throat> Joy and trouble. Sound like anything you're used to? <laughs> no, that's a pretty hard thing to do. He was a pretty tough hombre because he grew up with a brother that was perfect. How many of you got brothers? Anybody got a perfect brother? I got a brother and he's not perfect. I just like to grow up with a brother that never did anything wrong. <laughs> Jesus was that brother. So, James in the beginning wasn't really convinced that Jesus was anything special. Um, I'm sure sibling rivalry, call it what you want. But he really wasn't convinced of that. Anybody know when he changed his mind? Did you go over this? Anybody give you any background on that? When did James change his mind about Jesus? <clears throat> There's a list in the Bible of people who saw Jesus after what? Resurrection. After the resurrection. Now, we have a lot of the appearances explained to us. There's two of them that aren't. Peter had a private conversation and James. Jesus, after he rose from the dead, went to see his brother James Privately. We don't know what he said. We don't know what happened. But whatever it was, it sure changed James' mind. And so he became the leader of the church in Jerusalem. He said, Well, I thought Peter and John, those guys had to leave town because. They were going to kill him. And they did kill James, John's brother. But this James became the leader of the church. So he was in a, a hard thing that he did. So he comes with a different point of view than most people. We're going to think at beginning in chapter 2. Now through the way. Okay, why did you wear that shirt today? Because I like it and it matches my shorts. So why did you wear that coat? Because it's cold outside. Why did you wear that shirt? Because it's blue 
Why do you wear that shirt? That's a good shirt. Because uh, it's church Sunday and matches my jeans. <laughs> Anybody got something on that doesn't match? Nobody. Everything you got matches. Everybody match. Everybody. Did you wear it because you wanted to look nice? How many people wanted to look nice today? Some people don't care. Most people, you know, you want. You want to look like a slob? No, we want to look nice. Kind of have that in our mind. Anybody, did you ever wear anything because you wanted to look bad? <laughs> when my daughter, that's your mother, was young, at school they wore uh, underwear, men's underwear on the outside of their clothes. So they'd have their jeans on with a pair of underwear on top of it. That was really stupid. I said, what are you going to do that for? Well, everybody does it. Does it mean it's good? If everybody does it, is it good? No, sometimes it's just plain stupid. Why, who would do that? So, do you ever wear something because it's in fashion? You wear something that's in fashion? Yeah, okay. I mean, so, uh, who said it was in fashion? Who makes that rule? Sometimes, sometimes, let me ask you this. What do you think about bib overalls? Anybody got some? Who likes bib overalls? Nobody likes them. Why not? Who would wear bib overalls if they had them? If I have, if I have, if I have. So why would you hesitate in wearing them? Who, in your mind, who wears bib overalls? Who? Old farmers. Old farmers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Old farmers wear bib overalls, so you say, well, am I going to wear them? Ah, it's old farmer stuff, I don't wear them. <laughs> Do you have jeans with holes in the knees? Anybody got jeans with holes in the knees? <laughs> Here's my question. Did you put them there? No. You got one yes. <laughs> got one yes. See, when I grew up, I had blue jeans. If I got a hole in the knee, my mother said, what'd you do? Can't walk around with a hole in your knee. How many people, how many people got jeans with holes in their knees? There's a whole bunch of you got jeans. 
Why do you wear them? See, when I grew up, you don't wear jeans that are torn. Sometimes I see these jeans and they're worn all the way up to here. I was friends with a guy who ran a laundromat. And I said, how's business? And he says, well, I wash jeans. Loads and loads of jeans. What do you mean you wash them? They send me brand new jeans and I wash them until they're worn out. I put heavy Clorox in and I beat them to death and then I get them all worn out and I send them back. I said, are you kidding me? Is that how those jeans get to look like that? Because you washed them so many times. They're, yeah, he said, that's what they do. <coughs> I saw somebody the other day with camo underwear and loose pants. So their pants are always falling down and their camo underwear is showing. Anybody wear that? I can't imagine that myself, but uh, sometimes that's, that's the way it goes. So in our passage, James is talking about what you wear and who wears what. But he's got a specific read. So we start chapter 2, uh, James, verse 1. My brethren, have not faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect to persons. All right, what is respect to persons? What does it mean? He says, don't have respect to people. Does that mean you're not supposed to respect people? So what does it mean? Same thing, extra attention to people that look good or have nothing on. Yeah, uh, respect uh, to certain, I guess, uh, people, certain people that you uh, think more highly of, you think more highly of certain people than others. So if you look around this room, is there anybody have respect to persons as you look around this room? Is there anybody here that you say, hmm, I don't want to be friends with that person. I hope not. Let's go on and read why. Verse 2. For if there, for if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring in goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in veil. Vile raiment means nasty, dirty old clothes. Go ahead. And ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou there, sit thou here in a good, in a good place, and say, say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourselves and are become judge, judges of you? So, he says, if in your church this guy comes in and he's all dressed nice, fancy, and he's got a gold ring on, and he looks really good, you say to him, hey, there's a nice chair here. I want you to sit in this chair. 
you're obviously somebody important to sit in that chair. And then another guy comes in, and he's got dirty old worn-out clothes. You go sit over in the corner there. You can't sit up in front. You got to sit over in the corner there. Uh, he says, aren't you then partial? If you look at people in that light, is it really the clothes? Or is it something else? Are you looking down? You think more highly of a person dressed. We had something happen here once at our church. See, long, long, long time ago, I was part of a church and uh, we had an agreement. I was a song leader and so I led the music, did all the music and the pastor was, we shared the pulpit. And so <coughs> I said, well, you know, we got people coming in in blue jeans and just regular clothes and then we got people dressed up nice. So what do you want to do? I said, I'm willing to wear plain, ordinary, nothing fancy clothes. And if you want to dress up, and he pastor liked to dress up, you can dress up. And I'll wear the plain old clothes because I want the guys that come in who's dressed ordinary, plain, to feel like he can come here. Now, you may have never experienced this, but there were churches a lot of times where everybody had a tie. Everybody. Everybody. Little boys this big didn't go to church without a tie. Uh, and even a suit coat. All right? And so that's, people said, oh, that's the way you're supposed to come to church. These are your Sunday go-to-meeting clothes. So, with this pastor and myself, I dressed down. I just wore some old plain kind of shirt, and he dressed in a suit and coat, and he looked fancy. And we had that arrangement. That was a pretty good arrangement. Well, I started going to another church, and so I was used to no tie, you know, some kind of, any kind of a shirt. And so I, I, uh, got asked to be the song leader and I was the song leader there and all of a sudden this old guy came up to me and he said when are you going to wear a tie <laughs> I said well if this you know, makes you happy I'll wear one next week it really doesn't matter what I wear it's not who I am and so he says here you be careful when somebody comes in so we had an experiment happen here I didn't know it was happening it was something that happened uh, without my knowledge. There was a lady who lived up the road and she was going to college and she uh, was taking a class sociology. You know what that is, the way people behave. And so they were supposed to do an experiment. And she said, here's what I'm going to do. There's a new church down in East Shelby. I'm going to take my friend. And one of us is going to dress real fancy, and the other one is going to just dress in old rags. And so we're going to go to that church Sunday and see if our 
hypothesis, which is you dress fancy, they'll be nice to you. You dress like a slob, they won't. So they came together. One was dressed real fancy, the other one not. And they came in, they expected that we were gonna be really nice to the one that looked good. So we were nice to both of them. So later on she told me we went home, we said, man, that experiment didn't work very well. So maybe it's something different. So next week we'll switch clothes. And you look like a bum next week and I'll dress up fancy. So the next week they came, <coughs> switched clothes. And they came and sat in church. And be perfectly honest with you, I don't think anybody noticed. <laughs> Which is good. I don't think anybody noticed that they, one was fancy one week, the other the next. And we were just nice to both of them. And so, uh, the one lady said, I gotta go to that church from now on because uh, they messed my whole experiment up. <laughs> I couldn't do my paper in college on that topic because I was wrong. And that's what he's saying. You gotta be careful about uh, people and what you think about them. Now let's go on and find out why. Verse 5. Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and the heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him? But ye have despised the poor, do not rich men oppress you, and draw you before the judgment seats. Do not let blasphemy that word in me by which ye are called. Okay. So, James says. <coughs> Here's your mistake. Your mistake is that poor people, not always, but a lot of times poor people have faith in God and they really live a good life just because they don't have anything. Uh, they live a good life. I grew up really poor, really poor. Um, there was times when I went to school, I had two shirts, where one one day, one the next. One one day, one the next. And my mother said, all that matters is if you're clean. I didn't think that was all that matters when I wore the same shirt every other day. I kind of thought, I really wish I had like five shirts. How many of you got five shirts? How many of you got six? You got 10? You got enough for two weeks. I had enough for two days. So being poor really has no because he says the poor are rich in faith, heirs of the kingdom. So just because you're poor and don't have anything special, that has nothing to do with your faith. So you see a poor man come in and says, a lot of times that guy believes in God. He trusts in God. It's a good thing. All right? How many... He says, you think uh, rich men deserve special treatment. Do they draw you before the judgment? What does that mean? They take you to court. Why would they take you to court? Why would a rich man take you to court? 
What's the likely reason here why the rich people took them to court? Think, rich, poor, why is the rich guy going to take you to court? Possible he stole something, but more than likely he owes you money. Hmm? Poor guy owes you money. He's trying to feed his family and so he needs to borrow some money. He gets some money, <coughs> you know, can't pay it back. So he says, the rich guy going to take you to court because you can't pay, he says. And you think he's fantastic because he's rich. You better think again about that. What else do they do? They blaspheme the name by which you are called. All right, so they, uh, let's put it this way. They don't need God. And that's the hard thing about being rich, see? If you're rich and you got everything you need, do you need God? You don't think so. I got everything I need. If I need something, I just go buy it. I don't need God. I can survive without God. I'm doing well without God. What's this to blaspheme? We're saying, who needs God? I don't need God. So being rich has in it a certain problem. And it's a very likely situation that you are going to work for a rich person. Why? Why would you work for a rich person? Poor people run businesses? Not usually. They're just working and trying to survive. So you're going to work for somebody that's rich. All right. It's very likely how it's going to go. You're going to work for somebody that is rich. And so uh, you're going to need to look past the rich or poor. He says, be careful. He says, you're, if you think more highly of them because they're rich, you may have everything upside down and backwards. That's not the way it goes. So let's go on to verse 8. If you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, you do well. But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin and are convinced of the law is transgressors. Okay, so Jesus gave us a rule. It started way, 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 way back with Moses. And Moses got rules from God, and the rule was you're going to love your neighbor same as you love yourself. Everybody love yourself? Here? Did you eat breakfast today? No. <laughs> you're going to eat lunch today? No? Some of you think, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> okay. Do you take care of yourself? Do you make sure you do all right? Yeah, you all take care of yourself. You all watch out for yourself. You all do that, all right, all right. And he says, uh, you're supposed to treat people the same way you treat yourself. And if you treat yourself well, try to take care of yourself, see to it that you do all right. You're supposed to treat other people that way. Does it matter if they're poor or rich? No, that doesn't matter. 
just like the experiment we had where they came in, one looks rich, the other one looks poor. I remember telling that lady <coughs> after I found out what happened, I said, I don't know which one of you wore the old clothes and which one of you wore the new clothes because I don't look at people's clothes. It's not how we judge character. And here Jesus, James says, the rule is love your neighbor as yourself. So is your neighbor poor or rich? Is your neighbor old or young? Does he own a business or does he work for a business? You're going to have to deal with those kind of things. If you get mad because somebody owns a business, that's not right. All right. If you're working for them, you don't have to be mad about it and angry. Yeah. So we learn to treat people alike, no matter what. And he says, if you have respect to persons, that if you look at some people and say, well, that... That's an important person. I got to treat that person extra well. No, there's a respect we have. Why would we have respect for people? Give me reasons. Older people. There's a certain respect we have for older people. Anything else? They treat you well. You have respect for them. How about if you're a parent? Respect for parents, right? I hope. Right? Respect for parents. What else? Well, who else would you respect? Teachers. Teachers are in a position where they should be respected. You say, well, some of mine aren't very good. Okay. So you're going to say, that lousy jerk's an idiot. No, just treat them with respect as best you can. Right? Sometimes we'll have to do that. And in certain realms, you got to respect the police, right? You go driving down a highway at 80 miles an hour, something's going to happen to you. They're going to stop you. Say, no, 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 can't do that. And they're going to stop you. You have to have respect. But this respect is based on the wrong thing. It's not because they're a policeman or a parent or or they are a teacher. Someone, a parent comes from the home, policeman comes from uh, the highways, teacher comes from the school. Why do we respect people? Because they have positions that we have to respect. But this is every other Joe that you know. Do you treat them bad because they're poor? No, you don't. So why do you think that was so important to James? Anybody tell me why you think that's important for him? Very good. Who was poorer than Jesus? Almost nobody. He had one coat. He had one coat. Um, he said... Uh, foxes have holes in the ground, birds have nests. I don't even have a place to lay my head. He never had anything. He went from house to house and people fed him there. People took care of him, but he, d he didn't have anything. He was very poor and the Bible says he was rich in heaven. He had everything you could imagine. And he came down to earth and became poor. Very poor. Can any other reason you might know why James would say that? 
What do you know about Jerusalem? Anything? After Jesus went back to heaven, the disciples, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, and all the rest of them, went out and started preaching. And the people didn't like, the people liked it. The people who crucified Jesus, the ruler, said, you're not going to, we're not going to allow you to preach anymore. And so Peter said, ah, we're going to obey God and not you. So we're going to preach if we want to preach. Well, they decided we're going to get rid of these Christians. And so Paul, who was called Saul, going to go arrest all the Christians he could find and put them in jail. Matter of fact, he said, I'd rather kill them. That's what they were doing to Christians. And so, when they couldn't come right out and kill you, they killed plenty of them. When they couldn't come right out and kill you, they just said, oh, so you're a basket maker. We're not going to buy your baskets anymore. Or you're milking your cows and selling milk. We're not going to buy your milk anymore. And so the Christians in Jerusalem became poor. Not just poor, they were starving to death. So if he says, be special, careful with poor people, who do you think he's talking about? The Christians that got starved. He was there, he was with them. He watched them getting starved and they were bringing food and money from all over the rest of the world to Jerusalem because it was so bad. And he's warning people, hey, these people who you see that are poor may be wonderful Christians. That's why they're poor. You and I are fortunate because we live in a society where that doesn't happen yet. Doesn't happen yet. It could happen someday. Doesn't happen yet. Thank God for that. So James and his warning, don't worry about the clothes. Clothes don't make the man. All right? We'll go on more next week. Thank you.